What's going on, boss? We're it's time, Spinny. Super Bowl. It's time, man. Ready to roll. You, your ass made me wait a whole freaking week to hear your pick, boy. I better be getting that shit what, right away. What pick? What pick? I forgot. <laughs> forgot about All picks. right, let's hear from Jack so well, we can get I, right to this shit. Yeah, well, I procrastinate my pick. Let's hear from Jack. Episode 90. Spinny, man, I was slacking today. I don't got any bites. Do you even think of a 90? 90 was a tough I definitely one. Can. That's uh, a tough number, man. It's tough on the spot number. Let's let's see what we got here. Best 90s of all time include... It's got to be a I, short list. I can't believe I couldn't even think of a defensive lineman, though. There's got to be... Right, right, There's right. There's got to be a number 90 that we're missing. Oh, everyone's, it's always says 90s. I just want best number 90. Come on, y'all. Why Neil Smith. I... Past Neil player. Smith. Julius Peppers, it says, wore 90 at one point. Julius Peppers up. That sounds good to me. That's actually <laughs> a good player that I know. Let's get it. Yeah, uh... Neil Smith. Who the hell is that? And Dominican Sue, 90? No, he was 93, right? 93. Yeah, he's a little higher. Yeah. Oh, Not a lot of 90s out there. Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus okay. Lawrence. Okay. Yep. Yep. Demarcus, Demarcus and, and Julius Peppers, huh? Yeah. There we go. Ooh, BJ oh, BJ Raji. The BJ Raji episode. Oh, <laughs> BJ Raji. What? Oh. Let's go. We got a few good names. BJ Raji. Demarcus Lawrence and Julius, Julius Peppers. Peppers. More than I expected. More than I expected. We're going to start episode 90. A little Minnesota sports check-in before we talk about the Super Bowl. Spinny, your wild sit. Second to last in the Central Division in the Western Conference. Fourth to last overall. Have you even been tuning in at all to this, this team? Because we're obviously off to a terrible start this season. I'm sorry. To my NHL fans, there's a reason we always bring NHL guests on and let them have their own. Right. Because we don't watch the we don't watch the NHL in this house. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, I'm with you, but had to mention them, you know, a little bit. We're talking all the other teams, so we gotta at least mention the wild. Timberwolves. Main thing I want to talk about with them, right? Them we do watch, sadly, in this is, house. Is this damn Bulls game that we blew a twenty three point lead in? Obviously, this has been a trend this entire new year, right? Since uh, 2024 hit, we have been struggling. We're just right above 500 only in the month of January uh, and a couple of days into February. What do you think is the biggest issue with us when it comes to second half and down the stretch, being able to hold these leads and finish these games out? What do you think our biggest issue is? I, I mean, it looks like complacency, right? 
Like, I just right. I don't know how else to describe it. But it's just like, we lose the edge. We think the game's over. I, I just, it's like, NBA teams are not going to roll over on you in January. Sorry. Maybe as you get to March or later on in the season when they really know they're out. But, like, the Bulls aren't just rolling over on you. Like, you got to play your best till the end. Um, that's part of it. I also, yeah, I'll let you give why your biggest reasons first before I make my next point. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much on board with you. Like, especially just look at our offense. We get so much into the one-on-one BS in the fourth quarter. For some reason, we just like, we just can't handle success and we go away. What got, go away from what got us the lead uh, and go back to classic last year, Timberwolves basketball, where it's a lot of hero ball, a lot of isolation, and, and not getting that rock moving back and forth. Like, noticeably, like, last night, um, Ant kind of got screwed on that BS charge call, right? There's three dudes around him. Mike Conley's just standing there wide open in the corner. Like, the right basketball play is to drive, kick that thing to a corner, wide open corner three for Conley. But Ant tries to drive on three people and shoot the ball, and that's that's essentially a summary of what's been happening in these fourth quarters this month or at least Literally. the month and a half uh, since 2024 started. Yeah, so that's been tough. Um, my question is, because I am I kind of am interested to hear your take on this, how big of a deal is this? How does this change, does this stretch you, change how you feel about the Wolves going into the playoffs? Hmm. I'm so, like, torn right down the middle because this is why. These are the dog days of the NBA season. They are. January and the first couple weeks of February before the All-Star break are the absolute dog days. You see teams struggle that shouldn't be struggling. You see random teams like, you know, your bottom feeders actually get wins because these these good teams are going through these lulls of the season. So that part of me makes me not worried. But at the same time, you got to be able to score the damn ball in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. like. And right now, I don't – outside of Ant, I don't know if there's anybody that can go get a consistent bucket in the fourth quarter. And and that definitely really concerns me. And we're obviously not in a position to make a ton of moves here as the deadline approaches tomorrow afternoon. We're not in a position to make a shit ton of big moves to help get him more fourth quarter scores, right? So uh, in that regard, I am definitely very worried. Uh, what your kind of read on that? I'm kind of in the middle as well. That was kind of my point. I do think right. it's an issue that needs to be addressed and fixed, but it also does not yet change my view of the Wolves in the playoffs. I, I, I have right. a hard time taking four or five January games and being like, that's who this team is in the playoff series. Exactly. But if stuff doesn't change, that is who we are going to be in a playoff series and we're going to get asses kicked. So yeah. there needs to be a little urgency going on, but I don't think we're like completely – in the I don't trust us category right. at this point yet. But like, you said, you, like you said, like you said, circle back a little bit. Score is yeah, off the dribble score. We are looking for other than Ant. Yeah, 100%. And cut, to come full circle, it's just the complacency, like you said, to start it off. Um, right now, we're just being way too complacent every game, every possession even for that matter. Just got to have a little more sense of urgency, like you said. Monte Morris, we just traded for him today. Spinny, I like this upgrade. It's a low-key upgrade, obviously, but that's the only thing we could do. This guy has an under-one 
career average for turnovers per game. That's wild. He's never averaged more than 1.0 turnovers per game. Uh, and this was a dude when he was on Denver was playing 25 minutes a night, you know? So he, he's sitting there about a four to one uh, assist to turnover ratio for his entire career. So this is a guy, tough nose playmaking guard that's going to come in and not turn the ball over. Obviously that's also been a huge issue of the wolves in the fourth quarter is turnovers. So I love this guy coming off the bench. I'm being honest. And Morris can score off the dribble. And now it's not going to be in the fourth quarter, and it's not, you know, the level of player that you want. But he can come in and score off the bench, creating his own shot, which is, I think, something that we were missing a little bit in that bench unit. And uh, I was hoping to see more from from Jaden McDaniels this year as well. um, Right. To do that. He's been so disappointing. Been there at all. So. Yeah. He's been so disappointing. We'll jump to the Twins. Twins, obviously, we made that Planco trade. We already talked about that on this podcast last week. We signed Carlos Santana to a cheap one-year deal. Are you feeling any more positivity? Like, are you are you feeling better about the Twins heading into this year as opposed to how we finished last year? I don't know. What, what are your just general thoughts about the Twins as we approach spring training? I just think we're going to be mid. I think I think I a, a performance like last year is possible, but it really depends on who's good in the central. Like I don't think the Sox no, are gonna be that bad again. You don't I think don't so? Think Cleveland's going to be that bad again. So it's right. like, I they might not be good either. But last year we were like the best of the shit, and I just it's hard to do that two years in a row, and that's what we'd have to do again to like make the playoffs or or be around the same win total and just when you usually usually when you have those situations it's a different team every year it's not very often that a same team like crap tastic gets a division win and then does it again the next year usually it's a different crap tastic team yeah i just find it hilarious because we never go after really anybody in free agency but these guys that are like three four years past their prime it's just every single off season this is what we do Like, Carlos Santana was actually good, like, three years ago, but not anymore. Like, all we did was add another bat that's going to strike out damn near 30% of his plate appearances. Yep. Which we already led the league in strikeouts last year. That's the last thing we needed. But whatever. Now the Vikings. A lot of different storylines here with the Vikings. Last couple days and weeks. We will start with what you sent me. Uh. There's some podcasts, I'm not even going to shout out their name because of this atrocious take they had. It was, you know, they're a bunch of Lions fans, so I get it. They were making the claim that Amon Ra St. Brown is better than Justin Jefferson. Spinny, it's like it's like everyone just forgot who the hell Jefferson is because he missed seven games. I just don't understand this shit. Like, I'm not here to dog on Amon Ra. The man's a guy. Right, he's, yes. he's an unbelievable player. But, yeah. like, we're talking about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, we're talking about 1,200, 1,400, 1,600, and then 1,100 in 10 games. In 10 games. <laughs> so, like, I don't understand. And, like, Amon Ra's got Sam Laporta and uh, Jameer Gibbs and Goff and Cousins are pretty similar. And the Lions O-line's way better. Like, way better. I just, we're, we're talking about at least pretty close to the same level of offenses and if anything the Lions is a little better and Justin Jefferson's had a better production like 
The only argument I've been seeing is like wide receiver wins. And if we're going to start doing that, then I need what? to get off this podcast. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> wide receiver wins? What is that? There's a reason why the wide receiver position has never won an MVP. Like, what are we talking about here? I love oh, Ron Ron. Gosh. I Same. will not accept Same. arguments for anyone better than Justin Jefferson in the NFL or than Tyreek Hill. If you make yeah, an argument with anybody literally. else, I think you're wrong. I think 100%. you're completely wrong. So 100%. Tyreek is the only one. That's where we're at. The only one. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Contract rumors spinning say he's looking for two years, 80 to $90 million. That's a stay away for the Vikings, don't you think? I'd give 40 to 45 mil, mil right now. That's what I'm thinking too, but like, I man, I don't know. Right I give it to him right I don't now. Know. I'd take okay. the quarterback. I'd pull the Packers method. I'd sit him for two years. I wouldn't give two flying craps about it. And then let's get after it. So you would re-sign Kirk and then probably not move up in the draft and just nope. like pick up Phoenix, McCarthy, whoever is still there? Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. Um, I mean, I, 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 I like the move-up strategy, but like right. I think the move-up strategy, if that's something we're going to do, I think – I think there's potential for okay. I'm gonna this is another hot take. I'm gonna bring it up. You saw the Colin Cowherd Patriots Vikings trade example. I was right? just about to bring that up. Yep. So I think it was a little for those excessive. that didn't. For those that didn't, yep. it was next year first, 2025 first, and Justin Jefferson for pick three of this draft. Plus pick eleven. It was pick eleven oh, really? next year's I, first okay, and Jefferson for pick three. No. No, thanks. So that's why people were like, that's the dumbest trade I've ever heard in my life. Okay, I can accept that. But I I don't hate if it was just next year's first in Jefferson for pick three. But do you think there's a chance the Patriots actually accept that trade? Just next year's first and, and Jefferson? Yeah. No, why would they? Would, I feel like would they wouldn't, do, right? Would you do pick 11 in Jefferson? Just curious where you're at on this. Me, personally? No, if you're I wouldn't. GM, but you wouldn't? If I'm Patriots or Vikings, because as, as a Viking, Vikes, I wouldn't do that. You if would. I was a Patriot, I would do that. You would? Yeah, as a Patriot, I would. As a Viking, okay. I wouldn't. Because then you have – Patriots have not had an elite playmaker since basically Randy Moss if we're being honest. So you get Jefferson and then you're still going to be able to get a QB at 11. So like, yeah. that's why it makes sense from their perspective. I just don't know if, if that's wise for us to do when we would be picking the, the last one remaining out of the top three quarterbacks. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. we get our pick of the quarterback we want. Yeah. We're just going no, to, I mean, like I do, I do Jefferson pick 11 and next year's first for pick one. I would do that in right. one second. That's what I'm and saying. I w- yeah. And then I wouldn't re-sign Kirk. And then I just rebuild with, yeah, with Caleb. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah. But, yeah. Depends, again, how much who they like and who they think pick two likes. Because I feel like Williams is a lockout one at this point. I mean, maybe right. something wild will happen. It's Chicago. You never know. They're quarterback idiots there. Um, but if you like May or Daniels a lot, and you know Washington, you think Washington likes a different one, 
I don't know. Also, is that trade open with Washington? Pick 11 and Justin Jefferson for pick two. Is that something they think about? Could be. Then, New ownership. You go, you go Howell and Jets and Scary Terry, and that's your right. That's your offensive go? I don't know. Interesting. It's just... Uh, a lot of options, but I, I hope we resign Jefferson, I think, at the end of the day. And resign Jefferson and Kirk well, and send it. But. And this brings me to the last point here. A lot of this also hinges on that contract that Jefferson wants. He what he said today on a radio show. I want to this. break I want to break the bank and I want to be a part of an organization that wants me and to really give me what I deserve. Uh that Obviously, means he wants like thirty-five million dollars a year. Yeah, which I I think we knew. I guess right. I mean, no surprises there. I mean, I expected five for one seventy or like like somewhere in that range. You know, right? Exactly. Five for one seventy-five would be thirty-five a year. So I, I think yeah. it's somewhere between five for one sixty and five for one seventy-five. You're in that range. Yeah. So yeah. we have to weigh if we want to pay him that money and try to, you know, trade up, not using him, obviously, and get him a quarterback. Or a team that would acquire him, obviously, has to weigh that in to factor. So, I mean, it's tough. I know I know a lot of teams don't want to pay a receiver over $30 million. Like, that's just a fact. So It is. It is. But it's tough because I also think you got to – you gotta base it on your quarterback, and and if we're not gonna resign yeah, Jefferson, yeah, yeah. like we gotta we gotta go get one of those top guys. That's the only way I would be okay with it, because yeah. then we're we're making the Chiefs with Mahomes bet, and now the Chiefs knew Mahomes was good, and we obviously wouldn't know this rookie was good. But teams don't trade franchise quarterbacks in their prime; like it literally doesn't happen ever. Yeah, unless you're Russell Wilson, and then he apparently turned into not a franchise quarterback instantly. So that's why I said it doesn't happen. Um, but so that's the thing with that is the only way that that makes sense to not bring back Jefferson is if we have a quarterback. And the only way we do that is if we use Jefferson to trade up. So I feel like it's got to be one or the other. Yep. I completely agree. Well, Spinny, it's time, man. Super Bowl 58 is upon us. couple of days here. Let's go. Except Let's go. it's always depressing. You'll have the – God, don't they have a name for how to – for the Monday after Super Bowl? God, I thought they had a name for it for how depressing it was the day you realized that there's no football for how many weeks in a row about. <laughs> Spinny, are you going to make me wait even longer, or can I hear your damn pick already? Okay. Um, and why, obviously. We're going to go with the Avengers. We're going to pick the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So you care more about beating me. That's what you're saying. You care more about beating me. I think the Niners are going to win. I genuinely think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. I uh, well, tell me, tell me why. Tell me how they win this game, then. How they win this game? I got to double down on my picking against Mahomes, and also as my uh, headline says, I think uh, this is a very pivotal moment in the Mahomes versus Brady uh, situation. But I think the Niners are going to win by running the football and playing physical what they what they have done to beat teams and i think there is a chance if their own line performs as well as i think it can that they are effective on the ground 
and can be effective in the play pass game and run the classic Kyle Shanahan West Coast offense and be effective. Also, Joe Tooney, most likely missing this game. So I think the interior of the Niners defensive line is going to be huge in this game. They got some playmakers in there. They need to get pressure on Mahomes up the middle. I can see it um, being a similar situation to the Bucks Super Bowl with the tackles, um, except with guards on the inside now. And uh, if you can put uh, put pressure in there from the great Niners uh, D-line that they got, I think you can slow down the Chiefs um, on offense. And the Chiefs offense hasn't been hard to slow down in recent weeks as, and throughout the season as well. So I'm not as worried about that. And uh, I think they can maintain time of possession and, and be effective enough on the offensive end to get the win. Let your stars lead you, get Debo the ball, McCaffrey running behind Trent Williams. I, I just think it could work. We're going 24-20 Niners. Okay. Chiefs. Okay. I'm taking the Chiefs, honestly. As I said last week, I'm going 27 to 24. I'm going to use your classic line you use all the time. They have the better coach. They have the better quarterback. That combo wins you the vast majority of games in this league. I think that continues. I'm totally with you, though. Uh, I feel like we always say this when it comes to games, but it's it's true. The line of scrimmage is the X factor in this game. Which offensive line will be able to slow down the opposing defensive line the most, right? Because obviously Chiefs D-line has been playing exceptional football in the playoffs too. So, And Niners O-line hasn't been that good in the playoffs. So which who's going to budge here? That's going to be the biggest thing. Which QB will be pressured the most? Mahomes only been sacked once. All of the postseason. One sack. So, I don't know. Javon Hargrave. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Guy from Washington they got. What's his name? Chase Young. Yep. These guys have been underperforming since they were traded to the Niners. Um, I don't know if that's going to change. And, obviously, like I said, main reason for me is just the coaching QB. Like, I just can't pick against Mahomes. I respect you. For doing so, that is brave of you to do two week two weeks in a row. Let's but see if my if my headline has got Mahomes again next week or not. Yeah, um, it might be. I it think might, it's gonna it be. be. Um, so if Mahomes wins this, if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, he's number two all time, right? Locked. Correct. Yes. Locked. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I agree. He's already, as we said on the pod, he's. Already top five with just this appearance. Um, but yeah, the win would lock him in at number two. I would agree. Another thing I want to mention in a game this evenly matched, um, special teams obviously is going to be a huge factor. Um, the success of the field goal kickers, are they making the kicks or not? Um, big returns, punt return, you know, can uh, Richie James, I think his KC's, I don't know who the Niners is. If one of those guys is able to get a good punt return in, that's always a huge momentum swing in a game like this. Uh, turnovers forced on special teams as well. You know, if someone must have punt or anything like that, these are all huge momentum plays that definitely will play a big factor in this Super Bowl. That's for sure. Last Super Bowl question I have for you. Okay. What do you think? This is actually kind of tough because there's so many different storylines going into this game, right? What do you think is the biggest, though? Because I actually genuinely think. The media talks about all these storylines a lot. Purdy. You're going to give me options? Okay. 
I'm giving you options here, right? Purdy, from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl champion. Obviously, we've been hearing about that. Mahomes, three titles in six years. Dynasty, the Chiefs dynasty. Obviously, that's been talked about a lot. Or is it just Taylor Swift? Oh, I like that one thrown in. I think it's Mahomes. I think it's Mahomes is like I think it's the Mahomes revival. The Mahomes Chiefs dynasty. Yeah, because yeah. like, or or just like Mahomes is the goat. I think there will be a right. good amount of people that genuinely believe that if he wins this game, I a hundred percent do think that there will be people on ESPN and Fox and all those major shows on Monday morning saying Patrick Mahomes is the goat. I guarantee yeah. you, either first take or first things first will lead their show with <laughs> Mahomes is the goat. I yes. guarantee one, one guarantee million percent. It. Yeah. So like that's huge. We're talking about a year ago even, we thought that no one was Brady wasn't catchable. We said that on this pod. Yeah. That if anybody Literally. was gonna do it it'd be Mahomes. But right now we didn't think it was catchable. And now it's like people are gonna be saying Mahomes is the goat already. So yeah. I I think that's the biggest one. Um also, Purdy, Purdy moves into that early. There's just Tom Brady comparisons absolutely everywhere. Purdy moves into that like early Brady in New England category as well, where it's like, oh, you did it because your defense was good. You did it because of this. Right. You did it because of yeah, this. Yeah. You did it because of that. Because Purdy doesn't look pretty, even though the man led the league in a lot of stats, yards per play and multiple yards per attempt yards he per was attempt. Th- he's throwing that thing down the field it's not like he's just you know a little five yard pass to debo and let him cook fifth in the league in passing yards during the regular season this man threw 4200 yards 4200 that's with yards, cmc 20, on his team 31 touchdowns and 11 picks 270 yeah. a game in a team yeah. that runs quite a bit 113 exactly. quarterback rating like it was a great season performance from Purdy, and I think if he caps this off with a win, you you might look back on it a little bit differently. Yeah, that's crazy because I was definitely in the the Purdy hater boat all season. That's for sure. I mean, I how many times on this pod did I say CMC should be MVP over Purdy? I mean, a hundred times probably. Ah, uh, Spinny, I think we should run to, run through some of these prop bets, huh? Let's do it. I love these things. They're so fun. All right. Shout out to I Westgate like Las one. Vegas, by the way, for my 40-page prop bet book. There's so many. It's unreal. There yeah. is so many. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them for putting it all in one place. What do you got first for us, Bus? One that I really like. Again, these are all if Spinny and I were betting men, which we aren't. 49ers to win the first half, Chiefs to win the game, though. That, according to mm. Caesars, Caesars Sportbook, obviously out of Vegas, is plus 525. The Chiefs, in all of their Super Bowl appearances in this Mahomes era, haven't led. So they've trailed. So that's step one, right? They've obviously won two out of the three Super Bowls they've been in. So if you, want, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, this is the type of bet that has way better value for you than just taking the Chiefs' money line upright. So, uh, 49ers win the first half, Chiefs to win the game. I like that one at plus 525. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, Okay, my first one here, 
that I'm just I didn't really pick ones that I liked. I picked ones that I thought were just fun, hilarious. yeah. Yeah. Uh, first gross punt. Who the first punt is by, so you have to get that right. It's a it's a parlay. So either the Chiefs or the Niners punter. And then an over under of forty eight and a half gross punt yards. Okay, so yeah. minus the return overall at the end of the day, over under 48 and a half. And then you have to pick the punter as well, plus 210 from West from Westgate Las Vegas. So I think that I think that's kind of a kind of an interesting one. If, that is so very plus interesting. 210 it's... plus 210 is picking the under the under is plus 210 with either punter. The over is plus 130 um, with either punter. Punting, punting bets, huh? Punting bets. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do, honestly. I'll just be totally guessing on that. Oh, okay. Man, there's actually a lot of – I would just go ahead, if you guys are – if anyone listening is a betting person, go ahead and just Google Super Bowl prop bets. There's a lot of online articles and sources out there that show good bets or at least explain what they think is a good bet. Uh, there's a lot of good ones on this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, for example, Brock Purdy total passing yards, 247 and a half. Uh, you want to probably go over on that because he's hit the over in all the games so far this playoffs. Uh, just a bunch of ones like that. Obviously, though, we got to talk some of these these fun ones, right? The very uh, first one. Very yeah. first one. Coin toss, Spinny. What do you got, man? I Tails never it. fails, baby. Or tails never fails. Yeah. Come on. Tails. Pick tails sure. every time. For uh Yeah. I tell my I tell my players pick tails every time. It's just just how it goes. Tails for days. I think I saw it was like thirty one to twenty six or something in Super Bowl history. I, I could have that wrong, but this is an interesting one. Total number of different players to have a rushing attempt. Over under is eight and a half. Okay, so let's just think about it, right? CMC, Mahomes, Purdy. CMC, Pacheco. Purdy, Mahomes. There's four. Debo. Debo Samuel. Yep. Right? Uh, so how, what uh, do we have to get to again, you said? Eight and a half? It's eight and a half. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Okay. Uh, there's got to be another Chiefs running back to get a carry, right? Or Clyde or yeah. Jeff McKinnon, one of those Clyde. Two. Clyde. Yep. Um. And uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah he'll Mitchell. get a carry for sure. That's eight. If we're including from Tony, there, it's tough, eight. man. I know that's the number. Those are the guys, probably. I might have to hit under. Just under. under, under. Okay, I like that one. Kind of off, kind of off that one. I saw the over under for people to or players to attempt a pass two and a half. So obviously, that's you just need. Be- you just but need the juice has got to be point. in the over on that one, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or on the under, I mean, sorry. Juice has got to be. You just need like a Debo Samuel, like Wildcat player or anything like that. Christian McCaffrey. You never know. Uh, yeah, the opposite of the rushing one total number of different players to have a pass reception is 14. I would go over on that. Because you need eight cool. from one team and seven from the other. I feel like Mahomes is getting to seven for sure. Man, I might go under on that. That's a lot of receivers throw the ball. It is, 
But all the running backs, all the tight ends, they're going to throw a random trick play in there, you know. I I don't know. I like I don't know. I think – okay. I respect it. I think I go under on that because I do think there will be a lot of rushing in this game. So that that's another thing to look out for. Pacheco, any Pacheco line, any CMC line. I like the overs on a lot of the yards and attempts uh, for those guys because I do think this is going to be a grinded out type of game. A lot of running in this game. Uh, Elijah Mitchell over under rushing yards is four and a half. So that'd be well, a fun just... over smash. Right. I feel like you just get hope he gets one carry. One five yard carry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a fun one uh, to sweat. That's when you're going to sweat the whole game, essentially, waiting for Elijah Mitchell yeah. to get a carry. Um,. What else? You got any other ones in there? Did color you, you do Gatorade? Of, yeah, that's what I want. Color of the Gatorade back. Plus 225 purple, plus 275 blue. How they come up with these numbers, I don't know. Maybe these are just the most common Gatorades that they see. It's Because, like, I don't understand otherwise. Uh, yellow or green, plus 450. Red or pink, also plus 450. Orange, plus 500. Clear or water. Is plus a thousand. No Gatorade bath plus two thousand. Ooh, we're going orange. I love orange plus five hundred. That's exactly orange what I was my... going to say. Really? Orange. Yes. <laughs> orange. I like orange. Or- orange or the red at, at four fifty. I like those the most. Travis Kelsey first half touchdown is plus two ten. Um, I, I, I like that one. I like that. From the perspective, I think that's the guy they're going to go to in the first half, the guy they're going to feed. Um, and they're going to try to start the game hot, like against the Ravens, yep. right? They, they yep. want the lead. They want to be able to control the clock with Pacheco and run the ball. So that's going to be big. And Racy, Racy Rice touchdown is plus 180. So I think that's good, uh, good value for probably the second most – um, the second best target on the, on the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, one, obviously, that is pretty likely to hit. Not one you will take outright, just as its own bet. You would parlay this one with others. The anytime CMC, you know that's going to hit. Yep. That's like the, the biggest lock there is in the NFL world So this season. Who will have more receiving yards? Ooh. Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel? I would take Ayuk. Ayuk is favored. Oh, really? Yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, will Harrison Butker miss at least one field goal? Yes is plus 350. Plus 350 for one miss from Butker. It's tough, though. Like, obviously, you just need the one. So, like, you want to say yes. But, like, statistically speaking, he's only behind Justin Tucker all time in in field goal percentage. So, like, this is, like, historically great kicker. Like, he might go three for three. Like, he might knock them all in. True. What else? Got any more? Uh, Total first downs by the Chiefs over under is 21. That seems like a lot to me. That's a lot. I I know. That's not happening. That's that's an under. I don't think 21's happening either. Like I said, the lot of rushing. There's it's there's not going to be a ton of possessions in this game. I would be shocked if there is. 
I agree. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be long drawn out drives. That's kind of what both teams do, especially the Chiefs are not explosive on offense right now. And the Chiefs defense doesn't give up explosive plays, so um I think the combo there is gonna keep it pretty long drawn out. Um and that. Yeah. Ooh. Jersey number of player to score the first touchdown. And the jersey number over under is 19 and a half. So if their jersey number is 19 or lower, you win. If it's 20 or higher, you lose. How does that work with a passing touchdown? It is the receiver. Or if if the quarterback runs, it would be the quarterback. That's the only way the quarterback gets it is if they run. Then I'm going over 100%. 100%? Because you get CMC if you go over, you get Kelsey yeah. if you go over, you get Ayuk yeah. if you. No, you don't. You don't you get Ayuk. You get Ayuk or Debo. Oh, Debo. You get Kittle though. Kittle, Kelsey, CMC. Yep. Pacheco. Can't remember his oh, number. Pacheco wears ten. Okay, ah, it's actually a lot closer than I thought it was. I know it's close, and then both QB rushing touchdowns. I just like the the CMC one. Uh, another stat I saw was like. I want to say in 10 of their games this year, maybe even more, uh, the Niners scored a touchdown on their first possession of the game. And the uh, Chiefs, on the other hand, have only scored in 25% of the games this year on their first possession. So that's why uh, a CMC first touchdown of the game, that'd be a good one. Um, Here's a fun There's one. just so many. Like, you could yeah. just literally go on and on and on. There's just so many. Um, this is a fun one because the what what's the date of the Super Bowl? Two eleven. Yes. Yeah. Two eight. Yes. Two eleven. There is a there is a Kings Thunder NBA game in the afternoon. On is there a you found a parlay or what? I found some fun parlays. Um, Cross sport parlay. Okay. Who will have more? Rishi Rice receiving yards. Or Sabonis points, rebounds, assists. Rice. Rice receiving yards. Rice receiving yards. Who has more? SGA points or Valdez Scantling receiving yards? Shy. Ooh, you're taking shy, huh? That's tough because, like, all, all they need is the one deep ball, and MBS actually catches it, right? And he's probably, you know, that's 40 yards right there. So, Also, some golf ones from that day. Um, there's a there's a live, a live event in Vegas. Um, Dustin Johnson, total third-round score, or Isaiah Pacheco, rushing yards. You go first. I gotta think about this one. I think I'm gonna take Dustin Johnson's score higher than Isaiah Pacheco. Well, no, Chiefs are gonna run a lot. We're gonna go Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards. Because I feel like Pacheco could get like 90-ish yards, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I hope I hope Dustin John. I hope he's not scored a 90 or 100 or something. I know. <laughs> Here's That'd another be- one. John Rom third round score. So we're looking at a little higher number here versus total yardage of all the touchdowns in the Super Bowl. 
three round score. Third round score. Like his like just, just his third round, round. Just the third round score versus yardage for touchdowns. I gotta go over. Like I just I'm just banking you on go one. touchdown yardage. Yeah, I'm just banking on one long touchdown essentially. Yep. I don't that's actually that might be a lot tougher. We've said how many times it's gonna be a lot of running in this game, right? There might be a lot of short touchdowns. There really might be. I know, I know. It's I'd I'd take the over just for the, the fact that you just need one long touchdown essentially. True. All right, last one. Chet Holmgren points or Christian McCaffrey rushing attempts? I'll, I'll take McCaffrey attempts. I think Ooh. McCaffrey's getting 20. I don't know if Chet scores 20. Okay. In the scoring department, Chet, no he, you know, he's a little, he's yeah, a little up and down. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, boss, you got any more? No, those are good. Like we said, go ahead, just search. Super Bowl 58 prop bets. You will find every final score has odds. So you can pick any final score. If you're looking, I'm on, uh, again, Westgate Las Vegas Sportsbook. And yeah, every single score essentially has odds. It's like five pages of tiny print scores on every single single one. And all of them have odds, obviously. So it's outrageous, honestly. It's awesome. How many things you can bet on? Okay, spin. Let's do a quick Q and A. We'll get these guys out of here. Quicker episode for y'all this week. It's from my dad. Q and A question. He's got two of them. First, NBA midseason surprise. Ooh, NBA midseason surprise. There's obviously a ton of them. I'm gonna Um, say the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah. Damn it, Spinny. That's what I was going to say. All right. My other one then will be, for me, it's it's the Lakers. The Lakers as the ninth right mid. now. Being that yeah. mid. Yeah, I expected a top six performance for them. I thought we were, especially given the health of Le- LeBron and AD have been healthy. And there's still yeah, this mid. they played a ton. Like, yeah, they've both, like, I could see this if one of them was hurt or they were both hurt or something. But Reeves... Braun and AD have been healthy and playing together, and they're 27 and 25. Yeah. Wild. Who you got? Well, I was going to say the Clippers from the just the thought that James Harden, this like trade actually worked out. Like, that is such a surprise to me. I did not think that was going to happen at all, and they look incredible with him out there. Like, they look so will, freaking good. I will say I did say that the James Harden trade was going to work on this podcast. I did say that. Originally. Whatever, Spinny. I did. Because Harden, Harden don't – I got to give this man credit. He doesn't give two craps about shooting the ball at all. Right. He'd rather just run the offense great. And, and Kawhi, man. Oh, my. The last 25 games from that man is like it's, – it's Toronto – San Antonio Kawhi or better honestly if we're talking about efficiency wise unbelievable even though we just left him off our superstars he heard us he heard us leave him off superstars. he's like I'll see you MFs I'll see you Boardman gets paid baby Boardman gets paid paid. yeah god (laughs) uh couple other quick surprises Cavs um second 
in the in the East after Garland and Mobley have missed most of the season so far. That's impressive. Uh, Knicks being as good as they are, especially specifically Jalen Brunson. I mean, this man just continues to ascend up the the player this rankings. Man's better than, this this man's better than Kyle Lowry. He, I think he, he has is. best Nova player locked up. I know he yeah, doesn't have a ring and all that, but well, who cares? I, think it's, I think it's locked up. Lowry is never doing this shit that he's doing now. Just blows my mind. We could go on and on, though. We'll jump to his second question. This one's really tough. Early final four predictions, Benny. Well, Men's we're going to get screwed by this because I know a couple of our teams are going to end up in the same region. But I'm going to go UConn, UNC, Marquette. And as much as I would rather. Not Marquette, stop it. I would rather slap myself in the face than say this. I have to give these rats credit. And so I'm Kentucky? Kansas, Kansas in there as well. Boo. I'd rather Boo. pick Kentucky than Kansas. No, Con- Connecticut, UNC, Kansas, and Marquette. Wow, what a cop-out answer. You named three of the top five teams? Come on. Need more upsets. Oh, yeah? You're putting 15 and 6 bum, bum, bums out there in Lexington in, in or what? Hell yeah, I am. They oh, got golly, the guard play to make a run. Might as well put the golfers in too, huh? Golfers in the final four at this point. No, if I if I had to eliminate my bias and not pick Kentucky, uh, even though I actually do want to, I actually genuinely think they could make a run, just given how guard dominant they are. If they if they lighten it up from three, they could make the run. I'm picking UConn and North Carolina. Uh two sames because UConn, they're just not they're the defending national champion. They have all this experience. North Carolina also led by a bunch of seniors. Yeah, uh, they can make a run. Guys that too. were there when they've made a run in the past couple of years. So those two are locks for me. Um, Agreed. Your Marquette pick kind of sketches me out. Not gonna lie, that's a notoriously that's a notorious choker when it comes to the yeah, tournament. It is. Gotta I'm gonna go notorious choker though. God, this really really pains me to say. This really pains me to say. I think I think I'm gonna say Tennessee. Oh, I thought you were I, gonna I just, pick. I thought you were gonna pick the boys and the other boys in blue. Your most hated boys in blue. I thought that's who you were gonna pick. Duke. Yeah. Hell nah. Tennessee nah. though they're they're my least favorite SEC team, like out of the Kentucky rivals because they just always take a shit on us and <laughs> it pisses me <laughs> off. So Tennessee is a terrible coach. Oh my God! Stop. And we'll throw a wild card in there, just because why the hell not? Let's run with just looking at it. Hey, I shouted this team out as a sleeper team to watch. San Diego State. Mm. We'll put them in, making another run to the Final Four. San Diego State, they're currently the 24th ranked team in the country. A couple of other guys, I other teams I thought about. South Carolina. They're making a big at a big come up this week. Um, are kind of led by guards, Mishi Johnson, absolute baller this year. Um, I thought about them and also Baylor. I thought Baylor. Baylor. Uh, I thought about Baylor too. Baylor could be in this margin or in this group, even though they are kind of notorious chokers as well. But hate shouting out another SEC team that's not Kentucky, but Bama. I mean, that's a team that that could be dangerous come tournament time. Um, I just love how the team I'm going to be rooting for is your 
currently 20th ranked team in the country, Florida Atlantic. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, FAU. We'll root for yeah. FAU, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, Utah State also in the top 25. They're um, nice. Utah State's and, nice. And New Mexico. So New Mexico's really nice. Yeah. That Wasn't that one of the Rikino. teams, too, we shouted out in our <laughs> – We did. We did. In our preseason teams to watch. So Look at us. Go. Let's go Look us. At us. We're yeah. not as bad as college basketball as we think we are sometimes. Let's get it. Well, I'm a college basketball coach, so I better yeah. not be bad. Yeah, exactly. You better not choke that shit. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Episode 90 of the Julius Peppers episode. Let's get it. Super Bowl 58, man. Can't wait Hug to your watch. your friends and family. Spinny, quick one. one we'll see if one we get some, got some balloons Q&A. coming. All right. Random q and It's on my head. Favorite Super Bowl food. Go. Ooh, Party food. Uh, yeah, pickle roll-ups got to be. Oh, my gosh. So good. Any type of slider, too. That's oh, like yeah. any any slider. Or, like, anything wrapped in bacon. Like, there's always, like, yes. bacon-wrapped jalapenos or bacon-wrapped oh. whatever. Anything wrapped in bacon with cream cheese on it is absolutely I'm so hungry phenomenal. right now. Awesome. I'm so hungry. Also, dips. It's also dip season, which we absolutely love uh, here in the – in the crush household so any of those are fire as well yeah i'm with you all right y'all we appreciate y'all thanks for tuning in check out these balloons as we go